So, hello. My name is Christian Fischer, and I am a landscape, respectively environmental planner, landscape ecologist, and nature protectionist. But I also studied the sociological systems theory developed by Nicholas Luhmann. And although this theory is a sociological one, as I just said, it is full of deeply philosophical concepts, concepts I think worth exploring in many fields. And this is exactly what I'm trying to do here, exploring um, systems theory ideas and concepts and see to what extent they are applicable within the framework of, for example, environmental planning and nature protection. So you are totally invited to join the podcast, to join the conversation as listeners or as active participants with your questions or input. And I'm certainly open for new perspectives and I'm super excited. This is my first podcast, so I will probably make a ton of mistakes. So be kind and let's begin. So the first concept I stumbled upon in the context of systems theory um, is actually a very fundamental philosophical concept. The necessary preconditions of a possibility. So the necessary preconditions of a possibility. Before we explore this concept, I would like to introduce a few other concepts. So we've got a few to play with. Most people understand, for example, how bees provide the so-called ecosystem services. Not just do they produce honey, for example, but in the process of doing so, they also pollinate the plants they visit and thus providing an essential service necessary for our entire agricultural food production. So here we take an utilitarian perspective. The main question of the utilitarian perspective is, what is it useful for? We might say we value the bees because they provide these ecosystem services I just mentioned. So honey and pollination. So from this perspective, the bees have an instrumental value. They are means to an end or purpose. And that is exactly how value is attributed from this utilitarian perspective. So no purpose, no value, right? Or is it? Of course, there's a contrarian perspective to this, utilitarian perspective, and that is the so-called holistic perspective. Here we do not need any services provided to attribute a value to the bees, for example. From a holistic perspective, the bees have an inherent or even intrinsic value just because they're bees, right? <laughs> Their sheer existence alone seems to be reason enough to attribute them value. They might also mean, they might also be means to an end, but independent of this, they are always primarily observed as an end in themselves. So the bees are values because they are bees. They don't need to provide any services from this holistic perspective. So we got two very different perspectives here. The utilitarian perspective 
in this case, observing ecosystem services and bees as instrumentally valuable because they provide pollination and honey and so on. They are means to an end, fulfilling a purpose and therefore being attributed an instrumental value. And then there's the holistic perspective, basically saying the bees are the bees and we love the bees. And even if we didn't, they still have an inherent or even intrinsic value to themselves, whether they are useful for us or not. So these two very different perspectives on how values are attributed, namely the utilitarian and the holistic perspectives. Um, they are emanating within the context of two very different worldviews. And I often got the impression sometimes these two perspectives might have a slight tendency to either ridicule or demonize one another. So maybe that's due to a different code or conversation or convention, I should say, a different code, a different convention of communicating. But that's another episode, you know, that's actually we dive deep into systems theory and the code and how communication works and all that. We can do that, but not in this podcast. So just think of cats and dogs. Okay, um, utilitarian perspective and holistic perspective, cats and dogs. One is shown affection by wagging its tail and the other one is interpreting exactly the same behavior as a sign of discomfort or even aggression. So unfortunately, miscommunication seems to be the norm here. But, and here comes in my concept or the concept of the necessary precondition. This concept of the necessary precondition could, in my opinion, be a bridge between these two perspectives. So instead of attributing a value because of provided services, for example, or of being as the only criteria for um, attributing a value, as in holism, we could also understand the bees as one link in an entire chain of necessary preconditions for certain possibilities. Sounds a little complex, but hear me out. When you hear it the first time, it might be a little overwhelming. Maybe I'm speaking too fast. I'm still figuring this out. Hopefully you stay with me and I will explain. So necessary precondition for a possibility. In this case, the possibility would be agricultural food production. Okay. I think we can all agree on the value of that. We need food to survive, utilitarians and holistic thinkers alike. And, it's in it, and it is a possibility because just because we have, for example, the bees, that does not mean we can be sure our crops are growing. Bees can be observed as a necessary but not sufficient condition for crop production. So there are, of course, uh, other necessary preconditions that need to be fulfilled to produce food in the context of agriculture. So soil, for example, or water, or of course, a hardworking farmer, and maybe many, many more that might not be that obvious. So if we value crops, I think it's safe to say we all do, 
we also, and this is my point here, we also have to value the preconditions that necessarily need to be fulfilled in order to produce our crops, to actualize this possibility, you know, of crop production. And I would argue this is a very different perspective from the purely utilitarian ecosystem services approach and also from the holistic perspective that at least to critics might seem almost a little naive sometimes because there seems to be no good ethical, intellectual explanation or derivation for the conclusion that everything has value. That is what holism usually proclaims, everything has value. But why? How? Some seem to vaguely point to the transcendent, respectively religious or spiritual concepts, but there seems to be no imminent reasoning behind this perspective to back this up. At least that's what the critics say. <laughs> And here comes the concept of the necessary precondition of a possibility. So we might start with the very intuitively and familiar utilitarian ecosystem service perspective. And then we run with it. Then we run with it towards holism, but not necessarily arriving there, but very logically, imminently, step by step, recursively going back along the chain of the necessary precondition of whatever possibility we can agree on observing as valuable. On a sentence. <laughs> I'm reading from a script. I'm sorry. I train myself to speak freely. <laughs> This is my first podcast. Give me a break. We don't just say everything is valuable, what the quote-unquote naive, holistic person would do. We're not doing that. We're not just saying everything is valuable just because it exists. What I am saying is, Sure, ecosystem services are real. And of course, we can take the utilitarian perspective and attribute an instrumental value that makes all the sense in the world. Absolutely no problem here. But there is nothing wrong here, but we can't stop here. If we realize that certain possibilities always have certain necessary preconditions the need to be fulfilled in order to make this possibility an actuality. So agricultural food production was the example, right? We don't just need the bees. We don't just need the soil or fertilizer. We don't just need the farmers. We, don't, we need a whole chain of necessary preconditions to actualize our possibility. Maybe we need mucoritza, fungi, and an entire ecosystem of soil bacteria and all of their necessary preconditions, you know, and on and on and on. And so we go farther and farther, as I said, recursively going back along the chain of necessary preconditions of whatever possibility we can agree on observing as valuable. This is the strategy and this is the concept. And there's a difference between this perspective and holism. So we do not transcend in this approach. 
Holism sometimes, as I said, points toward the transcendent. There's almost a religious or spiritual connotation. We avoid that. We do not transcend here. We stay within the realm of the immanent and we start at utilitarianism as the ecosystems approach. Yeah, but we could go on and on about this, but it's another podcast. For right now, I just hope I came true to some of you with this overall idea of the necessary precondition of a possibility and how it can bridge two different worldviews, I would say, namely utilitarian perspective with the ecosystems approach, ecosystem services um, perspective, and holism on the other side. Um, yeah. Maybe I was talking too fast. Maybe I re-upload um, this episode. It's just something I wanted to bring out there and, you know, make a start. For right now, as I said, I hope I came true to some of you. If you hear about these concepts the first time, it might seem a little dense and complex and <laughs> probably spoken way too fast. And it absolutely is dense and fast and fast spoken. <laughs> But if you're interested, just listen to it again and take your time and maybe even join the conversation. Further conversations, I hope I'm going to um, um, yeah, schedule, if that's the word, um, certain podcasts in the future where you can hopefully join the conversation. And I think the more we can establish an actual conversation about these topics, the more accessible the whole topic will become. Because you can give input, you can ask questions, you can slow me down, <laughs> and I can, you know, learn something about your ideas, your perspectives, and so on and so forth. So that's it. I hope to hear from you soon, and bye.